48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Markets react positively to signs of a truce in the trade war, but there are warnings 90 days may not be long enough for a deal. Lawmaker Eddie Chu says he plans to fight disqualification from a rural election and a co-founder of the Occupy movement tell the court there were no disagreements with student leaders over the start of the protests. Markets are up across the region after the United States and China agreed to hold off for three months on imposing tit-for-tat tariffs. After a weekend meeting between Presidents Xi and Trump, the US agreed not to raise levies on Chinese goods in, on January the 1st, while China promised to buy more from the US and enter a 90-day period of talks. The chairman of the Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce, Aaron Harilela, welcomed the truce. But he says 90 days isn't long enough to work out all the disputes. There are very major issues that are still at stake. Uh, trade imbalance is one. Uh, IP uh, property rights is another. Um, it's, 90 days to deal with such big issues is not enough. Maybe the tariffs go up, maybe the tariffs stay. But we would like to see the tariffs completely released. Mr. Haralela also said it was important to lobby the U.S. government after a congressional report suggested changing Hong Kong's status as a separate customs area from mainland China. We're a different customs jurisdiction, we're a different legal jurisdiction, we're a different uh, monetary uh, jurisdiction. And this is a point that has to be emphasized uh, to the... Um, to the administration in the U.S. Now, we uh, were, I personally was on a uh, delegation at the end of September talking to uh, Congress, uh, congressmen and senators precisely about this issue. Land Justice League lawmaker Chu Hoi Dick says he intends to file an election petition to challenge his barring from a rural election. But he'll first discuss the matter with his legal team before making a final decision. The election officer declared Mr Chu's nomination invalid because of what he deemed his implicit support for self-determination and independence as options for Hong Kong. Mr Chu questioned whether such officers had the right to screen political candidates. The legal matters concern is not only about whether the political beliefs are uphold uh, violates the basic law, but also about uh, whether uh, the returning officer of this level of election uh, has the right to do such political screening. And because this affects uh, also the district council election, which will be held uh, next year. China specialist Professor Willie Lam says that the government is going down a dangerous road in barring candidates from elections over their views on self-determination or independence for Hong Kong. Professor Lam says Hong Kong is showing the world it is not following global norms regarding democratic elections. It's almost 100% sure that at the next electoral elections, Mr Chu will likewise be disqualified. But as for moves to remove him from electoral in the foreseeable future before the next election, I think it depends on the court case which Mr Chu said he would begin. That means accusing the SAR government of using dubious means to disqualify him from running for village chief. The chairwoman of the DAB, however, Story Lee, insists the government does have the power to ban Mr Chu from running in a rural election. That's despite the fact holders of rural office are not required to swear to uphold the basic law. Every election is uh, established by the Hong Kong SAL government. I think, to be fair, uh, it is expected all candidates should 
fulfill the same requirement. That is a very basic requirement. That is, you have to, you have to show that that you are basically support of the basic law. A co-founder of the 2014 Occupy movement, Chan Kin Man, has refuted claims from counsel for some of his co-accused of disagreements over the decision to announce the start of the Occupy protest. He told the district court that the organisers of Occupy had launched the campaign as when they did as a way to support protesting students. Cecil Wong reports. Continuing to give evidence in his own defense, Dr. Chen was cross-examined by other defense counsels. Senior counsel Hector Poon, who represents former student leader Tommy Chung, said the Federation of Students did not want Occupy Central with Love and Peace to be involved with the student movement that was protesting outside government headquarters. But Dr. Chen told the court that in the early hours of the 28th of September 2014, he was given the message that students were tired and felt there was a lack of direction. The Occupy organizers subsequently announced the start of Occupy Central. Dr. Chan said this was intended to serve as a support to the students. The sociology professor said there was no misunderstanding or miscommunication on the announcement, but he agreed that they did not discuss in detail how Occupy Central would be carried out, such as whether participants should all sit down and wait to be arrested. Senior counsel Philip Dykes, who represents another former student leader, Ethan Chung, said students had told the Occupy leaders in a meeting that they did not want Occupy Central to start. They simply wanted the Occupy Trio's support. But Dr. Chan said this was absolutely not the case. However, Mr. Dykes said his client did not look enthusiastic when fellow defendants, Professor Benny Tai, announced the start of Occupy on stage. He said many students were shocked. Dr. Chan replied that apart from Professor Tai, everyone was looking serious and solemn rather than enthusiastic and shocked. All nine defendants have pleaded not guilty to public nuisance-related charges. A journalist from the Philippines has returned to the country to face tax evasion charges that her supporters say are a politically motivated attack. Maria Ressa edits Rappler, an online news website that has been outspoken in its criticism of the government of President Rodrigo Duterte. A warrant has been issued for Ms Reza's arrest following charges against Rappler for tax evasion and failure to file tax returns. A senior United Nations official says the threat posed to humanity by climate change has never been greater. Speaking at the start of an international conference in Poland on tackling global warming, the UN's climate chief, Patricia Espinosa, said this year was going to be one of the four hottest on record. She said everyone needed to grasp the reality of the situation. The effects that are happening are affecting communities around the world, casualties, destruction in so many places, suffering, a lot of suffering from the consequences of climate change, just make our work more urgent. Her warning was echoed by four former UN Climate Talks presidents from Fiji, Morocco, France and Peru. They said the decisive action in the next two years was crucial. Delegates from around the world hope to make progress at the conference in putting the 2015 Paris Climate Accord into action. Meanwhile, the World Bank has unveiled 200 billion US dollars in climate action investment for 2021 to 2025. It said this amounts to a doubling of its current five-year funding. It said it hoped to send an important signal to the wider global community to do the same. Much of the financing will be set aside for reducing greenhouse gas emissions through developing renewable energy strategies. But the World Bank said a key priority was boosting support for climate adaption, as millions of people already battle the consequences of extreme weather. 
The French Justice Minister, Nicole Bellebet, has promised the courts will be tough on people who resorted to violence in anti-government protests on Saturday. She said 372 people were in custody for offences, including a possible rape. When there's not only desecration, I'm thinking of what happened at the Arc de Triomphe, when there's arson, not just cars, 55 vehicles were set alight, but also buildings set on fire, when there were attacks on people. These are things that cannot be accepted in our republic. The Paris police chief said the degree of violence was unprecedented, with ball bearings and hammers thrown at the security forces. The mayor of Paris's 17th district, Geoffrey Bullard, said it was time the government withdrew some of its harsh tax measures in order to calm the situation. I'm very worried about uh, next weekend, and I uh, hope that uh, President Macron will uh, take some important national measures to calm the French population. A lot of French are very angry because too many tax for them. The US-led coalition in Syria has been involved in a series of strikes against both government and jihadist forces in the east of the country. Syrian state television said the attack on Syrian army positions took place south of the town of Al-Sakana. The British-based monitoring group, the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights, has confirmed the attack. The Iranian authorities have arrested a dual-national Iranian-Australian academic on security grounds. Maimonat Hosseini Chivashi is a population expert at the Australian National University in Canberra. Here's the BBC's Kazrinaji. Iranian official news agencies say Maimanat Hosseini Chavashi had been part of a group of infiltrators who were trying to subvert Iran's population control policies. Several years ago, the supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, advocated ending Iran's population control policies in favor of doubling the population of 85 million. But the authorities have found little appetite among Iranians for larger families as the country goes through its deepest economic crisis for many years. One of the Afghan Taliban's most senior leaders has been killed in a US airstrike. Mullah Manan commanded military operations across the south of the country and was considered a powerful figure. Here's the BBC's Jill McGivering. Mullah Manan was an influential and experienced military commander who ran the Taliban's shadow government in Helmand. He's been accused of orchestrating numerous high-profile attacks there, including assaults on the provincial capital, Lashkagar. A native of Helmand, he was closely linked to the drugs trade there, a major source of revenue for the militants. The Taliban has steadily bolstered its presence in Helmand under his command, and analysts say his death is a significant blow to them. It comes amid growing hopes of a political solution to the long-running conflict. Local and regional shares have risen across the board after China and the United States agreed to suspend additional tariffs in a deal that keeps their trade war from escalating for now. Markets in Shanghai and Shenzhen each rallied about 3% this morning. Hong Kong blue chips were up 2.7% before the lunch break at noon. Market sentiment here and across the board was also boosted by better-than-expected China manufacturing day data. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,206, 704 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $76.7 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.47 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar 13 cents, and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 99 cents. 
With the sport now, here's Atom Chung. We start with football in the English Premier League, where Divock Origi scored late to give Liverpool victory in the Merseyside derby. The Belgian struck from close range after a mistake by keeper Jordan Pickford on the 96th minute as Liverpool beat Everton 1-0. The victory for Liverpool put them two points behind leaders Manchester City. Manager Jurgen Klopp said his side deserved the three points. It was a bit lucky, of course, but um, our our... The idea was clear. We wanted to win until the last second. That um, we, we wanted to show that with the, with the subs we make, we did. I think it was very long, a very open game, and then I think in the last few minutes, we we deserved the three points. We were a bit more powerful. They had their moments still. To be honest, how I said, my, my respect is couldn't be bigger for them. Arsenal won the North London derby as they came from behind to beat Tottenham 4-2 with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scoring twice. The win put Arsenal above Spurs and into the top four. In the early game, Chelsea beat Fulham 2-0 and are third in the table. Elsewhere in Europe, Paris Saint-Germain have dropped points for the first time this season. They drew 2 all with Bordeaux. PSG had won 14 consecutive games to start the French league season. Barcelona beat Villarreal 2-0 to move back to the top of La Liga. Barca now one point above Sevilla, who only managed to draw one all at Alaves. Real Madrid's Luka Modric is tipped to end a decade of Ballon d'Or dominance by Cristiano Ronaldo and Lino Messi when the winner of the award is announced later today. More from the BBC's Alistair Ross. The winner of the annual Ballon d'Or will be announced in Paris on Monday night. Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo have dominated the prestigious individual trophy for the last decade, though there are reports that Ronaldo and Antoine Griezmann will not be attending. It's Ronaldo's Real Madrid teammate Luka Modric who's the favourite to win, though, having helped Madrid to a Champions League win and inspired Croatia to the final of the World Cup. For the first time, there's also a women's Ballon d'Or. The BBC's Women's Footballer of the Year, Lucy Bronze, is one of 15 nominees, as is Norway's Ada Hegerberg, the Netherlands' Lika Martens and Brazilian Marta, who are also in the running. The Los Angeles Rams are the first team in the NFL to reach 11 wins. They cruise past the Detroit Lions 30-12 with Todd Gurley rushing for two touchdowns as the Rams improved to 11-1. The Kansas City Chiefs are the next best team. They held off the Oakland Raiders 40-33 for their 10th win on the season. The Houston Texans won their ninth straight game, beating the Cleveland Browns 29-13. And the New York Giants stunned the Chicago Bears 30-27. Audrey Rosas booted a 44-yard field goal to win it for the Giants in overtime. And that's your look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK. to pay for this with love and you'd expect that someone had to give themselves away so forget the lies yeah I told them out of spite despite everything I guess you're right 